I was nervous. I was freaking out. Were you? Literally, first season, didn't think we were going to a championship. I was like, oh, this is sick. Oh, my gosh. There's fans. There's TV. There's, whoa. I threw up before the game. People, I everyone was throwing never, up. And I was I like, what is happening? up. Welcome to the Players Pod, where we talk to the biggest names in the game about the untold stories behind their success. I'm Kelly O'Hara, and my guests today are my Washington Spirit Girly Pops and Nash Team teammates, Trinity Rodman... Emily Sonnet, and Andy Sullivan. Trinity is the reigning NWSL Rookie of the Year and the youngest player ever drafted in the NWSL. Andy Sullivan is a former number one NWSL pick and NCAA champion who currently captains our spirit squad. And Emily Sonnet is a World Cup champion and Olympic bronze medalist and was the winningest player in the league last year. Spirit friends and girly pops, welcome to the show. Hey, Kelly, thanks for having us. <laughs> okay, so everybody who's listening and it might not be watching like wherever we put this digitally and visually, this is the first interview I am one doing live for the Players Pod and also first time I'm interviewing multiple people at once, I think, which is really fun. Do you like it? Legendary. Um, I'm having a good time so far. It's going well. It's I all think. downhill from here. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. So, how's everybody doing today? Yeah, How right. are we? Who's going to answer first? <laughs> Anybody having a great day? Anybody having uh, a bad day? I'm doing great, Cal. Um, Kelly and I drive an hour uh, <laughs> to training every day, and we drive an hour <laughs> after training every day. So it'll be. We talk a lot, so I'm not spent, sure what, what. Today might be the longest time we've spent. We'll have spent together. Yeah, but looking forward to it. Good. I'm glad. You don't get bored with me. Well, we're going to just jump right into it right now. We are in the Challenge Cup, about to have our season opener, but we have made the semifinals of the Challenge Cup um, somehow. And um, curious how you guys are feeling about this year's Challenge Cup. Anybody want to rate their performance so far? Individually? Sure. Team-wise? I don't know. Whatever you want. Um, I don't know. I feel like this year, with the chaotic year we had last year, it's just, like, building off that and trying to, like, find our identity. And I feel like Challenge Cup has been, like, filling out, like, how we want to press, how we want to play, when we want to score. When? I think <laughs> that, too. That true. When we want to win. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, but um, I feel like it's been good. We're learning a lot. Um, I don't know. I think it's been exciting because we've seen a lot of different players on our team step up and in different roles. And I feel like every game has been energizing in a way because someone stepped up and had a huge performance. Um, someone's gotten an opportunity. So I feel like after watching a game, then I come watch training and I'm like, oh, we're so good. And we have the potential to be so good. Obviously, we're still learning a lot, like Trin said, and there are so many pieces we need to be sharper with and put together, but I'm so excited about where about where we're gonna be towards the end of the regular season. For sure. And for people listening, a lot of people know Challenge Cup came out of 2020. That was the first Challenge Cup, also called the COVID Cup by a lot of people. Um, this is the third year, I guess now the league has done it. It's turned into this preseason tournament. Curious how you guys feel about it being a preseason tournament. It's on it. Um, yeah, no, I think we talked earlier. The only thing that excites me about the Challenge Cup, it's another trophy that you can win. Mm. So I think that kind of brings the competitiveness early. Um, I think you have to be smart loading-wise players, but I think it's a great, I think when Andy's saying earlier, you get to see the whole entire roster essentially play because there's so many games back-to-back-to-back with on top of that with traveling. Um, so, yeah, I mean, having a preseason tournament, I think it's really good, but I think it's also an opportunity to be competitive in the beginning of the season and win another trophy for the year. Anybody have negative thoughts about the Challenge Cup being a preseason tournament? I could go off a little bit. <laughs> Please do. Go off. Um, I think the timing and the format is not the best. Um, obviously, in 2020, it was kind of like what we had to do, and I think – we're forcing it a little bit to keep it around. I think it needs to be updated to either be shorter. Um, or spaced out. Or spaced out throughout the, the season. Um, because I think we're calling it a preseason tournament, but it's also 
like Sonnet said, a chance to win a trophy. And I think it's unclear what it really is and people can spin it both ways. Um, but I think it's been very frustrating to have three games in seven days starting off the season. It's um, also, I think, quite dangerous. Yeah. And we've seen that along the way. Um, so I, I think it needs a lot of revision. I also just think like Wednesday night game in March, you're not in DC, you're not going to get a lot of people at the game because it's freezing. Um, and other cities across there, I have like so many things I could go off on, but um, I think we went into it with like the preseason approach, and now we also are like, well, we could win, so let's push it. Um, but now we're playing Seattle on Sunday for the regular season opener, play them on Wednesday for the Challenge Cup semi, and then we'll play them again in May at Seattle. So we'll be done playing Seattle three times in one month and yeah. won't see them again for the rest of the season. So I just think that is poorly planned. But we're working on it. Everyone's working on it. Snaps from Trent. Period. <laughs> period. How many times is Trent going to say period in this episode? 18. Seven. If, this was, if, <laughs> if we turn this into a drinking show, that would be the word from Trinity. Period. Period. Or um, facts. Or facts. Or it's giving. Um, great, great segue. Let's, let's Trent, I want to talk to you. I have some Trinity questions. To kick this off, I figured I'd put you in the hot seat first. Um, last <laughs> period. Uh, last season was historic for the team, but it was also a very special year for you. It was your rookie season. You basically not skipped college. It wasn't on purpose. You were going to go to Washington State, play a season, and then um, enter the draft. That season didn't happen. So you went into the draft, um, ended up rookie of the year, and had an incredible season, which, like, massive hat off to you. What would you say was, like, the biggest learning curve that you came up against last year? I think not getting complacent. Not that I ever did, but I think it's easy for, like, using the excuse of, like, being young to, like, be like, okay, um, me accomplishing this is, like, enough. Or, like, this is more than, like, a regular 19-year-old would do or an 18-year-old would do. So I think trying to improve in, like, every aspect and not just being, okay, if I had a good practice and I finished one good, like, goal. Like, I think it's just, like, building off every single thing and, like, setting a standard just as high as, like, bets, I think. And um, that was hard for me because I was hard on myself, but at the same time, like, I think I gave myself too much props when I did, like, little things well. I think I wanted to keep building on that and I think that was I don't know the biggest thing for me I think it says a lot that you have the ability or the yeah the ability to to see that you did that because a lot of people wouldn't especially yeah. young players I think would not have that realization or recognize that and then try to change it so I I think that's a great point and I think it's real. it shows that you're you are quite mature as a person as a player to have to be able to have that um recognition about yourself or like self-awareness what was your biggest surprise <sighs> I don't know <laughs> no <laughs> like how nervous I got to touch the ball during preseason mm. like I like I've obviously like you're always confident on the field like this is your sport you're confident like playing but like always going into like new environments and like playing with older people and like always like kind of going up yeah. it's like I was surprised at how scared I was to have a bad touch like even in passing patterns, I remember in preseason. Oh God. Like, well, well, I literally like when Richie was yeah, our coach. To be well, fair, the passing patterns were very confusing. Well, no, I think too. <laughs> I wanted to like impress like older players yeah. so much. So, like if I was in a are passing we the older pattern, players? Like, yeah, <laughs> we're old. <laughs> if I was in a passing pattern with Andy, I'd be like, oh, shit. I'd like purposely Shoot. stand next to you <laughs> and, like, and be like left foot That's open up. I know. Like, I'm like, I was really annoying. I'm like sorry. I would be in my head about everything. And like, that's like something I've never done. Obviously, like, I don't know. But yeah, I think just being scared to mess up. And I've obviously learned that like, you're like, you're going to mess up all yeah. the time. But um, that was a big surprise. And I think too, another surprise was like how well, not like I fit in, but like how easy it was to like come into this environment with mm. the people I was surrounded with. Like I was, I don't know, I was kind of expecting to like, be a little like outcast and like not talk to everybody and like they already had their clicks and like they've been doing this for a while. So I think 
I was like nervous because I was like, oh, am I going to like have friends? Like, am I going to be doing me for a couple years? But just like how well everyone like brought me in and like how comfortable I felt like so quickly after I'd been playing. Yeah. It's another one. It's fine. Sana and I were just the ones that felt like outcasts. Yeah, really weird because we <laughs> we felt like the outcasts and I did not have that experience until month four. <laughs> okay, well, so to talk uh, a little bit, Sonnet and Andy, sorry, Emily. She wants to be referred to as Emily now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, how did you guys feel at the beginning of last season? You, you were coming in, Andy, you are coming in captaining the team, been with the spirit since you have been drafted, which was 2018. Um, Sonnet, this was your first season, or last season was your first season with the spirit, and you had gone from Portland, won at Portland, traded to Orlando, didn't play for Orlando because of COVID, came here. So how were you feeling, Andy, going into last season? Like what was your initial thought as preseason started. It feels like a long time ago. I don't really remember what my initial thoughts were because preseason alone was like 10 weeks yeah, um, and we weren't really seeing other teams. It was just, uh, wasn't the most fun preseason. Um, but I think that this is the first season on the Spear where I feel like we're returning the same team. Mm. Pretty much every year that I'd been here, it felt like a completely new team every year. Um, so I think I was kind of thinking back to, okay, how can we get everyone on the same page um, quickly and gel as a team because we had a lot of new pieces. Um, so I think that was kind of my focus during preseason. Sana? I think you and I talked about this a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, I think in middle of preseason, we were at um, national team camp. We came, we flew into West Palm Beach and yep. we had a few training sessions and I was like, Kelly, <laughs> where is the dis the defensive structure? Like where it's not being taught, we don't go over it. That is my whole entire job, is defensive structure. My bread and butter. Um, <laughs> when I was getting traded from Orlando, I, I worked really well with my agent trying to find a team and I had spoken to Kelly and Kelly was really interested in coming to Spirit and I was like, oh, that seems really cool. I came, I, you know, I ended up getting to Spirit. It was awesome, and then I, would look I obviously like begged her to come to and, Spirit, and I was like, Kelly, yes. what have you told me <laughs> to come what, to? What type, type of disaster did you get me involved in? I was a couple weeks into the season, maybe like a month or two actually, because it was like once game started. I think I was we were driving to practice, and I was just like, oh my god, like I did sonnet a disservice here. Like I convinced yeah, her to come here, and it's a bit not what I thought it was going to be. Like, it's a bit of a disaster. That was my initial preseason thoughts. Yeah. I okay. remember saying that to you guys, too, because you guys both reached out to me, like, what do you think? <laughs> and I remember at one point being like, I hope you feel like I didn't lie to you, you to get you to come so, here. There was just like, so, many, so much going on yeah. that, like, a lot behind the scenes that we didn't really know. And then, like, we get here. And then I think we kind of talked about this earlier. And I do want to share that story about when oh. we sat down as a team and – this is in West Palm Beach. West Palm Beach. And we said, and we're kind of like, oh, what was, who? It was about, it wasn't even about like, oh, we want to win the championship. It was like, when we win the championship, Michelle's going to take us on a trip. Oh, oh yeah. And I looked at Kelly. I go, we like, I think we went back to the room and I went, I went, do, like, do they know how hard this is? And we don't even know how to defend in the box. <laughs> like, like was, the nine doesn't even know their defensive responsibility. Like, how are we going to win? Like, do they? Are they, are they talking about a championship? And then we met and then we met again. They were like, hey, Bora Bora or Mexico. And we were like, what? Like, let's figure out like pressing first before we plan the trip. It was so funny. I was like, so yeah, well, after preseason, I didn't really know how the year was going to go. Yeah, we didn't. And um, it was it was definitely interesting. Um, and we're going to go through a little look back of 2021 season. Um, so the first... Big thing that happened was Richie being let go. Um, that happened early August. And Andy, I'm curious what you felt when that happened. And do you think that that having a coach let go in the middle of season prepared us for the like we that was, I feel like, domino number one. And 
when that happened, I was like, oh, well, this is, you know, we've hit not rock bottom. Like, we've, we're, like, in a hard spot because we our coach is gone, right? We could get into, like, if we were actually in a bad spot because Richie was gone. But did you did you think that it was just going to get even more crazy as the year went on? Or were you like... Oh, I don't think I thought that would be the craziest thing the craziest thing. Like I felt like that would be hard and like you know, how are we gonna get out of this? Um, and we still had all the other logistical issues that were already going on before then. So I thought those two things paired together would be our, our biggest challenge, but little did I know <laughs> there was there was more around the corner. Yeah. Okay. And so so <laughs> Richie happens, and I just want to be clear. I'm not saying that it was a bad thing he was fired by any means, just to get that out there. Um, that's what needed to happen. What, what were you going to say? Understood. Yeah, okay. I just like felt like I like kind of uh, made it seem um, that wasn't the case. Um, Richie gets fired. Chris takes over. We go into September, and we have our COVID forfeits. Not one. But two. That was tough. I mean, I was really angry about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. You want to talk about that? Yeah, that's part of it. Well, I don't know. It was just so not a lot of answers. We were asking questions. Not a lot of answers were being given to us about the Portland, Seattle, and then they happened to be the two teams above us. Yep. That we were third place. I don't think a lot of people were. I thought more people would freak out about that, and it was more like, oh no, you guys just like, oh my god, this could happen to any team, Mm -hmm. right? So. Was it fair? I'll never know. <laughs> but yeah. like, you guys not? I, oh, I, 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 was, I think I was that might have set me over the edge where I was just like, that is like the last thing. You, we have this, 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 and now the league is not being crystal clear about why the forfeit or what what's happening. So it felt like we were being made an example of as like a, I think because things were contentious with the league and the spirit and because... Um, I felt like we could just kind of be bullied at that point, and people Spirit, were like, it, it felt like we were just targets. getting ganged up on. Um, and even if it was fair, I just I felt like there wasn't a clear there wasn't clear communication why there had to be the two forfeits. Yeah, and other teams had had um, COVID COVID situations. issues, and so yeah, that I think everyone was. No one else in Europe was forfeiting because of COVID, so yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of like, where where did this kind of come from, and. I don't know, it could have been the six points or just if you take it one win and tie for us to actually make playoffs. So it could have been huge. So when that was happening, and again, it was it was back-to-back games. We were in, right? We were in Portland. We ended up leaving without playing the game. The game was set to be rescheduled. That was our assumption. We come home. We're supposed to host a home game against Seattle, and then that game gets canceled and forfeited and then after that we're at national team camp and because I think right after that Seattle game we went to camp and at camp is when you I remember being in the meal room (laughs) and Andy comes up to me and saw it and is like shows I don't even know what did you show me like a tweet or like a I don't remember some sort of message or something yeah I don't know I, I feel like it was a public thing like I feel like it was a tweet because I feel like so many things happened last year publicly for us and that was another part that made it crazy for our fall was just like so much was out I think it was public because I think I showed some of the uh Portland players and they go oh yeah we already we've already heard this got it yeah so we find out Portland game that was supposed to be rescheduled has now been canceled and we forfeited and I remember losses for both forfeits I remember being at the table and we haven't given up three goals in the whole a, a single game. Yeah, and I, I, I was furious. Pretty sure I slammed my fist on the table and flipped a table and walked out. Yeah, there. flipped a meal table and walked out. And then we went and talked. Yeah, we got on a call with the team after. Yeah, and it was explained what was already public knowledge yes. and no further explanation as to why or whose decision it was or any logic do you feel like any this is a toss-up for anybody do you feel like those forfeits 
was a turning point for our season. Yes. Yeah. I think it was when we were finally all be able all able to be together again. Yes. Because so in Portland we were separated. we were separated um and like flew back at different times and were isolating at different rates and things like that. And then the same for once we were all back, then we were training separately. So we weren't well, even all together. Yep. So that was two weeks apart. Then a bunch of people went away for international duty. Yeah. And then we came back. And I think because people were able to go home for international duty, when we came back, we weren't all together right away. So it wasn't until like match day minus one. That we had like four weeks. Yeah. And we all sat together and we were just like, and I think we were also uncertain about how we were all feeling about it because we hadn't been together. And yeah, I think I remember some people were like, are you guys mad at us that we right. have COVID? And then are you this? And I was kind of like, no. Yeah. yeah. No one's mad at anybody. We just all like want to come together. Which I think was really cool about the team because people could have been, been, been pissed at each other. Yeah. And then no one held it against each other. Or and blamed, then, like played the blame game. Right. I yeah. think for me, I know like once that happened, I knew like there was more to come. Like I really? knew You're that's like, oh, when I was like, you just, okay. like poke the bear. Well, because my first season I wasn't expecting like I wasn't expecting anything like with COVID and like I don't know I oh you're saying season. more to come like crazy stuff yeah off the field. I ahead. was like okay like we're in first we're in <laughs> for something and I think I don't know if other people felt that way but I think it was easy for us to like come together and be like okay like we need to go like we need to I think if there was a moment for everyone to hop on the bus <laughs> and be like okay like it, like there's gonna be more bumps then I think that was after that meeting. Yeah. We were kind of like, it doesn't really matter. We, it's like, this is the bubble. This is the group. It doesn't matter the front, whoever's doing what. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is who's actually winning. Actually yeah. This playing. is the only consistency we can depend on. It's us. Yeah. And that's where send it came from. And we we're like, we just I don't even know really where send. I know you just like it's started yelling at chat. Yeah. Oh. Basically, Someone said yeah. it. I think it was Paige, Paige and Dorian said yeah. that they had been talking about it and they were kind of like, well, we, we have to be here and we can be with each other. So we might as well go all in for each other, yeah, we might and, as well, you know, and forget we're, everything else. Yeah, we were like on the on the bubble. We were very much in a playoff race, but yeah. it was so tight in the mid section of the table last year that it was like, we got to go for it every single game or season's done. Like we can either go for it or we can just roll over and play dead. Which I think a lot of other teams would have rolled over and played dead after, after two forfeits. Yeah, for sure. And all the other frustrations. So it was sick. Um, yes. So Richie, COVID. And then on top of that, in the background and not very background, in the very public sphere was our ownership battle. And Michelle is now the owner. She's made it very clear. She doesn't want to harp on last year, any of that. Um, so I feel like it would be poor form to go into it um but but <laughs> but sorry michelle um no i just i i guess it's kind of like at any point well i, I guess i know the answer to this like I, I was very much so like i cannot believe this is happening the way it's happening very public covered by the media, that sort of thing. So does anybody want to talk about it at all? If not, we can just move on. <laughs> no, nothing to add. I just feel like everyone felt like there was like no control. Like we yeah. had no control over anything. And that was the most frustrating thing is like we were just going to practice every day and then like going on Twitter. Like, yeah. like well, there was no structure. To, there was no. It was tough to sit with it. It's like, how we are all these other people getting this information? <laughs> that and we just can't get a stinking email. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it was like, who was going to send the email? Exactly. That was the problem. I know, and that you know, think, like, kind of thank God for Michelle, and we're like, kind of going through this, and like, logistics are kind of like going up. We can't get a stinking email. I'm just like, I've never been on a team that operates like this. Like, it's just an email. Yeah, like, just <laughs> You don't even talk to, you don't, you don't need to come to training and look at me in the face. Just, like, send me an email. Yeah. I think that was, like, the toughest, just being, like. We, and we obviously made it very clear as a team that we thought Michelle was the best candidate. Um, and that wasn't, that was very, it, I think it was easy for some players. It was very difficult for others. 
to be public in that um, proclamation. It was scary, yeah. Yeah, because at the time, Steve's still on the team or part of the team, and you know this guy's paying people's paychecks, and to go against authority is never easy. But I do think that, and I've seen it happen before, but because we did it as a team and we stuck together, and I, I don't think anyone really went outside of the team and spoke in a way that wasn't consistent with like what we were feeling. We stuck together, and to me, that's, I think, how we were able to, one, be successful on the field, keep it that way, but also to weather that because it continued through the offseason into the preseason of this year, and obviously um, Michelle is now the owner. And we're moving forward. And I think that she is going to do incredible things here. And I'm so excited to have her as our owner. So I'm curious for y'all, what are you like most excited about with this new chapter of Spirit and the ownership? Good question. I don't know. I think Michelle, like for Michelle, sky's the limit. Yeah. Like I feel like she wants top for us with everything. And I didn't feel that way before. So I think that's the biggest thing. Like she shoots for the stars. For sure. I think Michelle's hungry to learn about mm. soccer and how the operations work and how can we make this kind of like what you said earlier. I think it was earlier today. Like how can you make this the shine the, the North Star. The North Star yeah. for soccer, not just women's soccer, but yep. soccer. And you you this is their their destination to come here. And I think Michelle, being a successful businesswoman, knows one, again, how to learn, educate, and then kind of getting it done. Yeah, and delegate, too. I and feel delegate. Like that's what she's, yeah, she's so yeah, brilliant. That's really exciting. For sure. And I think she's showing us how to, like, lead and do that in our, our sphere, but also post-career. Like, hey, if you're running a business, this is how you do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, you talked about education, not just for current things, but for us post-career. Yeah, shout out Queen Kang. Queen Kang, baby. What a what a lady. Um, no, seriously, she's great. Um, all right. 2021 playoffs and championship. Who's excited to talk about that? I'm hyped. Um, if you can't tell from my voice. <laughs> Uh, so, so we so we host we host against North Carolina. <laughs> yep, that all those things. Do you like a beat? You got or it. No, you Keep got going. It. Okay, no, we're not gonna wrap. Okay. Um, host against North Carolina, or we host North Carolina first game of the playoffs. Okay. Go to overtime. Yes. OT. That was hard. That was a tough game. <laughs> got a blister. <laughs> Trin got a blister. We thought <laughs> she got shot. Rock. Like basically, we we're oh like Trinity's, uh, like has lost a lung on the field, but no, it's just a blister. Like you couldn't like go on. <laughs> the hardest five really minutes without you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were like, you in, you out. Which one is it? <laughs> you in, you out. Because this out, five minutes, a man down out. stinks. <laughs> um, win that game. Go to Seattle. Play Seattle. Gets Gordon on the first two minutes because I'm an idiot and Sorry. yeah no it was both of us <laughs> there's some other people involved whatever um but we win 2-1 mm -hmm. yeah two pull, one. pull off that win I think Seattle now plays at is it Lumen Stadium Lumen because Spirit owned their field after last year I think we won I saw that on Wikipedia I yeah think. we were there yeah I think we own it now officially um <laughs> He's like, yeah. can confirm yeah I think we bought it or something um then we go to Louisville, 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 and um, to play the Chicago Red Stars in the NWSL Championship. Um, how did you guys feel before the game? Yeah. What are you laughing about? I, how did you? How did you? How did you? I can't wait. How did you? How was Trinity feeling? I, I. I was nervous. I was freaking out. Were you? Literally, first season, didn't think we were going to a championship. I was like, oh, this is sick. Oh, my gosh. There's fans. There's TV. There's, whoa. I threw up before the game. People, I everyone was throwing never, up. And I was I like, what never is never thrown happening? up from, off being nervous. I literally was so nervous. Oh, we Ash know. also we, threw up. Yep. Yeah. Didn't even come out. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, there was people throwing up. Oh, yeah. There were, like, <laughs> literally. So, you and Ash. Uh, 
Uh, oh, Hatchie was sick. I know, but she was actually sick. I think she okay. was. She was <laughs> sick. Throwing out names. And then so, I yeah. just remember you guys. So, I think it was Sonnet. It was, it was just Sonnet. like. You guys, it's just a soccer game. Like, yeah. we and came, I thought, was this was this before the game, or it was it after we came in from from warm ups into the locker room? I looked at Kelly. It was after warm ups. Like we were in our yeah, we're like getting ready. Like, I looked at Kelly. I go, we did not come here to the last game for everyone to fall apart. <laughs> I go, this is. I go, this is not happening. I go, everyone, relax, relax, throw up, game. relax. <laughs> we're about to go Get play soccer. <laughs> Oh god, Enough. it was so funny. You guys. We in the bathroom, not on the field. <laughs> yeah, we're we're lined up to walk out uh for the anthem and Trinity's not out there and neither is Sanchez. And I'm looking at Sam cuz Sam stands in front of me, Sonnet's behind me and we're like are they coming? Like are they not going to play? Like what's happening? Like, and yeah. Trinity runs. We start to walk out. Literally, start to walk out. Trinity I literally am I'm like is are runs, they walking out yet? They're like, "No." <laughs> Run, is, runs and joins the line and we're like dying laughing because I'm just like uh, I mean this is it this, this, is, really, this is what we're about to go on the field with does things though yeah. like, I think that's when things like that were happening yeah. we would just lean into it exactly we were like well, welcome to the spirit <laughs> correct like, correct Lee showing you're, up you're out. yeah Sanchez doesn't make it at all until uh, team picture before kickoff <laughs> And we're all, I'm just, we're dying. Like, we, I, there's a picture of me, you, and Sam talking so for the game, and pictures. we're cracking up because we're like, Sanchez isn't out here. You were just throwing up. We have to play a soccer game now and try to win. Like, what? Um, oh, I did it. Oh, I never did. It's like a gem from last year that I just. I was just like, this is not how it ends. Oh, yeah. You were like, I, I just kept thinking, like, I can't believe this is what we're walking out on the field with. People throwing up right now. Like, what? Um, so game's wild. Game, game's wild. We get scored on right before half. First half, sorry. Again, guys, didn't block that cross. Um, we go into the locker room, 1-0, down, halftime. But I feel like we were all pretty, like, confident. I Yeah. Or were you I still think we up? all knew, like, okay, we're going out there and we're about to score. Yeah. Like, it was like, no. Yeah, we're not letting this talk happen. About. We knew the first half was not it. And like, we didn't, yeah, we didn't play that great the first half. I think yeah. it was like there were good moments, but it was. Yeah, it wasn't it. consistent. But I think because it had happened so many times in the second half of the season, like even in Seattle, we got scored on the first yep. two minutes. And I remember thinking like, okay, good thing. We've really, we got more, more time. Like, I was just not worried. And that's crazy that even getting on score, getting scored on right before halftime is such a difficult time because you don't have time to like adjust. And yeah, I don't. Th I think we came into the locker room and we we're totally not so, throwing up. Yeah, we were probably a little. We were more totally confident. not throwing up at halftime. <laughs> we were totally going I out feel there like winning. We didn't really say much <laughs> during yeah, halftime. Really like I don't, I don't remember talking to anybody. <laughs> just like, I was sad. gonna make a joke about uh, pregame. It was we did not have a pregame speech at halftime. Do you remember the pregame speech of the <laughs> of the final game? Yeah. What, uh, what, what movie quote was it? <laughs> no, it was like a bunch of random stuff, like a bunch of powerful women oh, okay I and we were that. all like looking around like what was that in the locker room? we're like yeah. that's great what does yeah. this have to do with anything <laughs> turn it off <laughs> bless chris he loves a good movie quote yeah and, and th there's been some good ones yeah there's been some that some people have no idea and i think we kind of en enjoy now yeah it's like what's a, the like, surprise yeah, gonna yeah, be exactly. today yeah like i loved willy wonka the other week mm. which series is he into today um Hopefully Killing Eve. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed it's Killing Eve because Son and I will eat that up. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay. Haven't watched? Anyway, yeah, haven't watched. Highly recommend. Um, second half. Andy gets PK. <laughs> Andy slams it home. No questions Upper asked. Upper 90. There is not a... There's not a... Two-hand dunk. Nobody is thinking this might get saved. No, just kidding. It goes under the keeper's arms. Um, it was not a top penalty, that's for sure. It wasn't, but it worked. Yeah, so I mean, if I, spirits in, right there. Spirits. If it had been a little bit higher or a little bit slower, she would have saved, saved it. it. Exactly. And so it was perfect, just the right. <laughs> it was, it was in the, medium rare. In the sweet, or just <laughs> medium rare. Right. Yeah, it, but it's funny because I wasn't nervous that for was taking the penalty. Okay. Um, because I think throughout the season, I knew I was taking them, and you like, black out at all when you hit the PK. Oh gosh, I think I remember seeing like her hands it, going yeah, down, just barely graze under her arm, and I, I make sure to touch the net before I 
celebrated Pumped. turned around and did your classic andy scream pump. lose my mind i love that thanks but so much i have really it's really tough seeing the highlights of it because i'm like <laughs> we were just we were just talking about it uh yeah because it's she's yeah. like i hate watching that highlight it's, because it was a bad pk but whatever it went in that is a, a bad is pk a goal, yeah exactly there's no going in bad pks um i remember watching and being like oh god okay we're good oh <laughs> yeah uh one one we go into overtime um the most unlikely thing happens rodman to o'hara back post what was i doing up I there the, i don't know like the biggest one too in the, in the year <laughs> yeah i might have passed it to you and then passed it back across the field um what did you remember see? when trinity hit the ball and in were the you, box I, and everyone was like, like where is she going with on. that and i was like kelly's there i, I promise oh what that big target on the back side <laughs> That big old noggin. That big old noggin on the backside. Yeah, Kelly. But this. as you hit it, I was kind of like, oh, like, I roll. What a waste. And then <laughs> she stops. As it's getting closer, I'm like, oh, oh. And then, who is that? She could go it's all a bird. the it's a plane. way. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Kelly. But your reaction your celebration was, was yeah, my favorite. I don't even know if it was a celebration. It was like pure shock. No, well, I was, yeah, I was in, yeah, I was. I was on in. my knees at halfway. I was like, see <laughs> you later. I'm saving my breath. Thank yeah. you. Stay. Let me get water. <laughs> oh my god um hilarious like again just classic par for the course for the year right like just i don't know i still i i laugh about it i think it's funny um i also my celebration was like also laughable because i was yes i was in shock 100 percent um i remember telling anna sauce on the way back i was like I'm cramping, so I need I need help over here. Okay, so everybody. I know. Were you cramping? Work but, hard. Like, I was cramping before overtime started. Did you cramp? Yeah, same. I was in like the 80th minute for sure. Well, I was gonna say you cramp like every game, so <laughs> not, <laughs> not that exciting. <laughs> I'm Emily Sana, and I've never cramped. Yeah, it's wild. Anyway, um, I'm... Trinity and I need like cramp today. <laughs> I'm cramping right now. Actually, cramp right now. Stressed? <laughs> oh, she is. Um, so we win. Huh. Amazing. Uh, amazing. Like, honestly, people ask, and winning a World Cup, both of them have been incredible, but, like, winning the NWSL championship for me was, like, close. That sounds silly to say, but I, like, cared so much about it. I wanted it so badly. Oh, there was just so much drama with it. Yeah, right? there was just so much that went into it. But like, I was so happy. Yeah, you like and you like wanted it bad. I wanted it. Bad. I, I, we wanted it bad, people, but like you wanted it bad. Yeah, I wanted people it real bad. People didn't think like nobody thought we were gonna win. And I think when people underestimate the stuff we went through, it's like okay, like we're gonna prove you wrong. That's I how I think. People didn't think we had a good roster. Remember after the uh, I don't know if I told you this uh, after you told me everything. I told you actually tell you everything. Um, after Seattle, I did the media and they were like, you know, on paper, Seattle is like by far the best team. And I said, I hate when people say that. and I said, I said, oh, I'm, I go, I'm really confused. Like, have we, have you guys done like your homework on this team? They're not being called up internationally yet, but there's at least yet. seven to eight girls who, women who can play for the U.S. national team. I was kind of like, I think player for player for the NWSL. Like, yes, you might have international experience on Seattle, but this team's really good. And then did I call it? We have seven girls on the going up to the national team. It. I mean, I think I called it. Spoke it into existence. Um, does anybody have any good stories from celebrating? The TikTok. I mean, obviously the TikTok is viral. <laughs> I was if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Yeah, I don't know if I have. It was really fun to have our families there. Yeah, um, that was really special. Like families on the field too, because I feel like we didn't get to see our families as much through the year. Yeah. And then my mom sure. was to hang out with each other's. <laughs> Besides, Trinity. I saw my mom. <laughs> You're 18. But to like see and meet each other's support systems yeah. in that moment after a really difficult year, I felt like was really special. That was actually the first time I've been able to celebrate on field with friends and family. What do you mean? Like I've never. I mean, at the World Cup, you don't. They can't come down onto the field. You celebrate after. Mm. But like having them, I remember doing the stage, whatever, trophy presentation, and then turning to the corner and you see all these people like running <laughs> and you're like, who's the stampede of people. of people coming out? It's like, oh my God, it's friends and family. Um, yeah. And uh, Ally, who was a league sponsor last year, 
gave us opportunity to bring two people to the championship, which I thought was very cool. Um, but yeah, I think having them on the field celebrating, mingling with everybody's friends and family and just like enjoying it there. And then we obviously had a big party afterwards. Um, locker celebration, locker room celebration. Locker room celebration was fun. Yeah. And then you two went to Australia. <laughs> and in a short 12 hours later, we were on a flight to Australia. Yeah. That was tough, huh? It was really hard because I felt like once the wheels touched down in Australia, I was like, that didn't happen. Mm. And we didn't get a chance to like really soak it up at home with the team. And I think even my celebrations were tampered because I was thinking like, well, I have to play Australia yeah. in a few days. So, um, yeah, I don't think we properly celebrated no. and we i still haven't properly celebrated so yeah so we have to do it again so we have to do it again so that we can properly celebrate yeah. double down for sure i think that was such a bummer that it was championship game straight into a international break or fifa dates right yeah and it was yeah. just like as the spirit we didn't get to celebrate as a team back in dc with fans yeah. together as a team and it was right before Thanksgiving, too. So yeah. people wanted to be at home for Thanksgiving with their families. And then they they weren't going to come back. Exactly. Um, so I think it was international window and start of the, you know, the holiday season. So I just really lifted yeah, up. Very spirit thing. <laughs> Win a championship. Don't celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend like it never happened. No. Um, so, okay. Uh, great year last year. <laughs> Minus all the drama. Um, but that's what made it great. So 2022. NWSL season adopt began. Um, big year for the spirits, I believe. Backs, as Trinity would say. Um, yeah. and our <laughs> baby, oh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, our sponsors at WIS know that mentorship is key to building a more inclusive and positive sum world, and that a great coach can make all the difference in somebody's career. So, I want to ask each of you as we head into this season, what's one piece of advice you received early on in your career that has stuck with you today? I really, I'm actually really interested in this. How early in career? Could be four years old, Andy. Four years old? Oh, different. The first thing that pops into my head is when I did my ACL at Stanford. Um, and a strength coach said to me to always ask myself, okay, what, what can I do? Mm. And because there were so many things that I couldn't do and that I wanted to be doing that I couldn't, but it was just helped. And I use it all the time now. Um, so, you know, good. what's going on in the situation? Okay, what can I do? And sometimes you can do nothing. Like sometimes you can rest. Sometimes you can distract. And just but phrasing it in that way helps me shift it to what I can control and what's within my power and to like be present and do that and do that the best that I can. So that is the first thing that always pops into my mind about like the best advice you've received in your career. But I'd have to think harder about when I was no. younger. No, I love that. Okay, That's cool. Incredible. Great advice. Uh, when I was at Portland and I, it was like five months that I was in college with the national team. Um, they worked with me a lot. And there was a book they made me read. is with just purposeful practice. Yeah. And actually, what what are the, so whether it's a five-yard pass or a certain type of pass texture, like can, how many times can you do that? I'd say it's not five out of ten. That's your that's your construction zone. That's your zone. Like you have now. How can you get that to nine out of ten? Okay, now now move the distance more and more and more, or having a moving moving target. So the purposeful training, I've never actually thought. Can I make it that specific to me instead of just going out and training, um, and then working with my sports like clo and closing and opening every single training, um, not the training, but actually the individual spots i don't know i think work rate isn't taught i think that's a huge thing um because at the end of the day obviously like i'm always gonna work to like get better at certain things on the field but i think at the end of the day like you do as much as you're able to do like if you're ha like i used to beat myself up so much for having a bad day like if you have a bad day and you're working hard and you're doing all you can for your team like that's all your team can ask for that's all you can ask for within yourself so i think just not i don't want to say like taking it too serious because like I want to improve every day but like not dwelling on mistakes when you did the like the best perform to the best of your ability so I think that's really stuck with me because I used to like cry a lot about my perform I'm not even kidding I used to be really hard on myself like I would get really upset if like, like I used had a to bad be game. as in like last year yeah oh like I'd cry like if I had a bad game like I, not even like disappointed with myself just like more like 
my team wants more from me. Like they know I can perform better. Mm. So like I'm not giving them what they've seen before, mm. which is like that. But like <laughs> that's how I feel. But I, I don't know. That's helped me a lot to just like reset and be like, you're you're good. Just focus on the next thing. Uh, I like that. That's really good. Thanks. Connor? Uh, repeat the question. Um, <laughs> advice. What's one piece of advice you received early on in your career that has stuck with you today? Um, understanding purposeful training, purposeful practice, and whether that is specific to uh, my position or how I want to be training, um, but also working with the sports psych um, early on a few years ago and now opening and closing each training so you're not dwelling on, or kind of like training, not dwelling on a terrible training. It's a, it's a new day. Mm. Yes, <laughs> important. I feel like that's so important in, especially professional, but even in youth, like you, if you take your training, if it goes poorly off the field, it's just like there's really no. Or even games and using, yeah. us, using that as a learning tool to be like, oh, this is just where I need to improve. It's well, always always way to get better i think trinity's point is such a good one because i think at a young age i felt like if i wasn't super upset it didn't seem like i cared mm -hmm. and so people would see that i would upset and they'd be like oh it's good that you cared so much so it became this like unhealthy thing that so you're faking it no i wasn't saying <laughs> but i would like <laughs> so you're a liar <laughs> but you <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, sorry continue no no, okay. no it's true because <laughs> but like the beating yourself up thing is very prevalent and you think that's what motivates you to get better mm. but you can do it in a healthier way and sure. i think we're all reaching that point now and uh, some days it's easier than others but um wanting more for yourself while not beating yourself up mm. at the same time yeah um so last year we were underdogs by a large margin i would say this year we have a target on our back as the spirits. So, um, Trent, how does that impact your mentality going into this year? Um, I don't, in a weird way, like I feel like it doesn't change anything. Hmm. Like I have, I think it's more like people underestimating is when I want to like go at it harder or like prove them wrong, not go at it harder. Cause like, I don't know. Hold it like this. Sorry, okay. talking with my hands. Um, Abracadabra. <laughs> um, oh, you gotta start over. Okay, you're not changing anything. I don't feel like it affects. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it affects the way I play. Like no matter what, you're still there to do exactly what you were there to do a year ago when you're going through all this stuff and people don't think you're gonna win. Like you're there to do the same thing. And at the end of the day, it's all about performance. Like you are there to perform and give your best performance every single game. So like for me, I have the same mindset, if not an even better mindset, especially to like being in with a national team and seeing how it is there. It's like, I'm like, hey, get my freaking horse. Like I need to go. Like I need to focus on this, 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 and like go. So I think, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I'm rambling. No, I love it. Um, Sonnet, you're the only player here who has ever been on a team trying to defend their NWSL title. So what do you think is the biggest challenge in terms of managing expectations and staying focused on the goal? Mm, I haven't really, really thought about my, my Portland days in, in a while. We, I thought what was special about that group, and I think what we can see maybe replicate here when say you win the shield and you try to win championship, don't do it. Say you win championship and then you have then you have this target on your back. How can you keep every day almost the same, where you're not you're not thinking about the end goal too much? Mm. We had a lot of I think we spent a lot of time of each training being really good. And that sounds so elementary. And then each game, let's finish this game. We want to win this game. We want to win this game. Obviously, we didn't have challenge cups. We didn't have like this like three-day games like this early on in the season. Um, but I think that was, can you replicate that championship mentality every day? But I think if you get so stoked on the back-to-back -back part, then so along the way you kind of get lost. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Um, so I think that's the only thing I can really think that stands out to me is what we 
would have come together as a team and said, and then try to replicate from the next year. Yeah. When I was at Stanford my senior year, our assistant coach came to me and was like, do you want to have an undefeated season? And I was like, doesn't everybody? Like, obviously, yeah, that's something we've talked about for a long time or since I've been at Stanford. And she was like, do you want to know how? And I was like, sure, you have like the secret sauce. Like, what's <laughs> yeah, the recipe? Um, and she looked at me and she was like, you just have to win the game that is in front of you. That's it. I know it sounds so it sounds so it, simple. It and sounds it sounds dumb. and it sounds silly like to say obvious, it. But yeah. But you can't look so far yeah. so far ahead. Because well, I don't know why I'm going back to Stanford, but we would people would always be like, Oh, we want to be national champions. And it's like, okay, but to get there, there are so many steps along the way that you have to focus on. And you can't just talk about wanting to be a national champion. You have to do what's in front of you for the day. And like that's something that I feel like is very similar to what you said. And I think it's a great point. Thanks, Kelly. You're welcome. Um, Andy, you've been at the club the longest. <laughs> How would you describe where the club is now versus when you got here in 2018? I could write several books about <laughs> somebody each get her a book year. deal. Somebody get her a book deal. Um, I mean, bestseller. <laughs> currently, like the club is in the best situation now than it has ever been since I've been here. Um, I think t 2018 was an extremely difficult season um, for me and for the spirit. We won two out of 24 games. Holy smokes. Um, Did not know that. Yeah. Jesus. And I think that was, was that your that's my rookie year. And it coming from a school where you won pretty much almost every game and then going to a team, being a high pick, having a lot of pressure. Um, and we had a good team. Like I enjoyed the team, but like we just weren't clicking. Um, our coach was let go towards the end of the season. Um, and so 2019 was kind of this up. It was exciting. Steve came in. There was a lot of excitement about that. Richie came in. Um, and then obviously like, COVID happened, a lot of uncertainty about the NWSL and Challenge Cup, everything. Um, and then last year we just kind of did a recap. So it's been very up and down since I've been here, but this is the first time I felt like a professional, um, which is sad to say, but also exciting. And I'm trying to view it positively like, okay, now we have a positive uh, professional setup and like now we can really build and become the North star. Um, and I think that means a lot to me as someone who's from this area, who watched this team growing up, like I want to build that so that people in this area, like they know it and they see it, especially like young girls who potentially do want to play soccer in the future. So I feel like I have this very intense emotional attachment to the spirit. And so to experience it as a fan and then a player and like now I finally feel like we're laying the foundation for a positive future. Love that and I agree. Season hasn't started yet but we've already created a rivalry with Gotham. Um, do you think NBCL needs more rivalries? Like fun rivalries? I feel like the only other fun. one. I love I, the Portland Seattle. Yeah, I, like like I lived other, for those games. Well, I was about to say that. I feel like the only fun. other one is Portland Seattle. Besides now, maybe us and Gotham. Do you think there's any other ones? I think that LA San Diego well, has probably. potential. Has Gotham beat us? <sighs> As Gotham, probably not. Oh no, I think they did in the preseason last year in Challenge Cup last year. No, didn't they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think they did. Did they? And they might have during the season. I, well, I think anyway. when you guys were away, they haven't beaten us. It was at Segra. So so we, we only we lost Segra. one game last year. Um, <laughs> So is there a point of winning a championship if you can't talk shit? <laughs> this is a JW question. Am, like, I'm not a shit Andy talker. Is, Andy, is slowly, Andy is slowly backing up. What do you mean, right Andy? <laughs> Shocker. Um, Be yourself, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a public shit talker. Um. But like all power to you, if that works for you, I will observe quietly and I will back you up, but I will not participate, participate publicly. Yeah. I think it's, there's a difference between shit talking and then responding. Interesting. I, I tell me more. I, I, I won't ever understand like st starting it. Mm, I agree. And then not. I think if someone starts, you're allowed a response. 
Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that response is like, you're just Why like, else do you put it on? I personally feel like the best response is... No response. Silence. Silence. No, it's playing, playing yeah. and then destroying them on the field. Like Smashing that. them. That's yeah. why I responded and then... And then you actually then responded, you which them. is like, kudos. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I was Double like... down. I was like, no, that was you, you know we're playing Gotham this week and you're like, oh... Shoot. <laughs> I was like, I know. I was like, it's Twitter Battle Royale of End of Brazil. Um, good times. Nothing but laughs here because Trinity scored two goals on them. Um, all right, national team. World Cup 2023 is around the corner. Um, how are you guys balancing your focus on national team and club? How are you? <laughs> yeah, tell us how it's done. Uh, Legend. <laughs> I mean, I feel like like I've always done, but I I will say not to say that I didn't care about club in the past. Like, please do not take whoever's listening to this, whoever is out there, um, <laughs> all my old teammates, coaches. I obviously have always cared about club and club performance. To me, dictates how you play on the national team. If you should play on the national team, all that stuff, but. I now with the change of, you know, we're paid by our clubs, we have a responsibility to perform for our clubs. It's not just national team. Like you've seen, I've seen how the NBCL has slowly in this league and national team, there's slowly become not a balance, but it used to be if you perform in the national team, that's all that mattered. Not all, but it's most of that. I'm rambling. Basically, to me, I care so deeply about being successful on this team. And I and to me, that just means I have the opportunity to day in and day out practice and train with some of the best players in the world, thankfully. And my performance and like my habits here will only carry will carry over to national team. And that is what is important. So it's like a winning mentality here translates to a winning mentality on the national team. And I think that a lot of times it used to be winning mentality on the national team. People would go into their clubs, bring that. And I think that that's happened. But my thing is like, we win here. We're successful here. We will be successful or I can bring that to the national team. And we also have so many players on this team now that are in with the national team that the success here, the mentality, the habits here will translate over there. Cool. You guys have nothing to say. Andy has something to say. Well, I think you gave me a book, oh, yeah. uh, The Power of Habit, Correct. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and reading it has helped me understand you and understand the national team and understand myself. And like, I think that when you say World Cup 2023, like, I like shit my pants. <laughs> and so I like, know. Well, I can't. Like, I'm just trying to get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, oh, yeah. The, and no, I, I think. Okay. We have to qualify first of all. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so for me, it kind of goes back to like, okay, how can I get better today? And like you said, like opening and closing every training. And if I open and close every training with like, I have to prove I'm good enough to make the national team, like that's not going to work. It's just going to be too stressful. So again, like breaking your big goals down into smaller goals. And I think you hit it on the head where it's like, what are my habits? Do I have a winning mentality? Like, am I switched on? Like things like that, shaping it into more of a process rather than is this, is this moving my stock up or down? Like, where do I stand? Like all that stuff, which we all go there sometimes and you have to learn to shut that off and realize that it's not helping you. And again, shift your focus back to the little things and what's going to make you better and what's going to put you in the best situation to, if you're lucky enough to make the team, like, for sure. We'll pay off. You guys got anything for me? I was going to say, I was going to say it's really unique that you can play for a team that everyone wants to get better. And I think that maybe this wasn't the, this wasn't the spirit team in 2018. Like maybe it was, you know what I mean? But now we have a lot of people who want to achieve this goal of making qualifying and then going in with the national team. So almost using spirit as, a launch pad, but it into the national team where you can do the small things right and you can feel successful in your training environment that you know will duplicate and you can copy and paste into the national team environment. All right, who's the funniest person in the spirit locker room? Dorian Minus Bailey. me. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something like that. You think Dorian? Saucy Sonnet. Okay, no, I know I'm the funniest because Dorian has said that I'm the funniest. That is true. Sonnet is the funniest on the team. 
So minus me, who is it? <laughs> so there's a you're wrong is what's happening. So yeah, there are wrong Dorian's answers. funny too. Dorian's hilarious. Hatchie's funny when she talks about Hero's pretty funny. Dorian's oh, like, Tara's uh, funny. But like unintentionally. Yeah. Like she's just Same. I think is Do- kind of funny and I hate to say that too. <laughs> she is. She is. She is. She's, she's like, is, yeah, Sanders is wild. A lot of funny so she's like mean funny. <laughs> oh my God. He needs, you need someone. Dorian's like a observer. All right, all right, all right, all right. Who is the worst pregame playlists? I guess we would never play a bad pregame playlist. I feel like Aubrey would have a terrible one. <laughs> no? I love that that is Aubrey's shout out. Oh, yeah. Wait, we, did, we actually didn't talk about um, you helping her become MVP of... Yeah, quick story. Uh, <laughs> uh, championship Aubrey had the MVP of the game. Um, what is it? The uh, champion, NBA Soul Championship. NBA Soul Championship. Yeah. And I had glanced the ball backwards mistakenly. In the, like the, the 122nd minute. 122nd minute. And she made a save and she was the MVP. Okay, anyway. Next question. Um, <laughs> all right, so no, no, okay, Aubrey ha- would have the worst pregame playlist. But she has the best saves in the uh, NFL championship. True, true, so it evens out. Um, <laughs> Dorian is our locker room DJ. Shout out to Dorian. Andy has gotten on the aux cord lately. It's been good. Yeah, it's Fire. been really good. You guys would have no idea how much that oh means God, to me. She, she is absolutely <laughs> beaming right now. On? What do you mean? Like, like what playlist? playlist? Like, oh, yeah, I tried to Are sense. you just queuing? You're just going through? I feel like Touch by Little Mix, a.k.a. the Pussycat Dolls, really <laughs> set you up for success. It's not the Pussycat Dolls. I know, I'm kidding. She, oh. I told the, her it the was. day that she came into the locker room, she was like, I want to hear the Pussycat Dolls. And I No, looked, I said, I want to hear Touch by the, by the Pussycat Dolls. And I dolls. looked up Pussycat Dolls, Pussycat Dolls. And I was like, Kelly, there's no song called Pussycat Dolls. Yes, there, there is. is. Yes, there is. And I was like, what, and she goes, oh, what, it's what an idiot. Mix. I had just seen the the <laughs> album cover. Kelly Perry, And it looked like a Pussycat Dolls album cover, because I know what that looks like. I don't know. Anyway. Um... All right. Can someone please explain the braids? Not, there's no explaining for the braids. What do you mean? Wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you like to know? Would you like to know, weather well, boy? Well, explain it. <laughs> Tell him, Trent. Hold, hold the microphone up to your mouth. There you go. You got it. So uh, Kelly has always been very optimistic about braids. No braids. Do I want to try it? Will I look 12? So then Will I? one game, I was like, you have to do it. Well, it was the practice before. I was like, you better do braids tomorrow. You're like, okay. Did braids, and you, you were like, training. I don't want to be alone. So then, me and Ash hopped on. Well, Ash used to do them. This is the game. Well, so I training. wore them in training oh. because I needed to see how I felt playing in braids, and then I decided. I'm to kind of bummed that they haven't come back. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, how many goals will Trinity score this year? Ooh, I like this question. Oh, we talked about this earlier today. Yeah. How many goals? Do how, you, how many goals do you want to score this year? How many oh, have you scored oh, now? Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Wait. Wait, what? How many have you scored now? Well, it doesn't count. Co- doesn't COVID count. cup doesn't count. Oh, it doesn't count? Yeah. So you want to have a number, 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 and we all say the same how many time. Did you oh, God, yeah. How many did you score last year? Seven total. Okay. In the regular season, not counting what she's done so far. Regular and you have season. how many games in the regular season? 22. Okay. I have my answer. I do too. I do too. Three, two, one. 12. 18. Did you say 18? Oh, I said <laughs> 18. <laughs> oh, I undershot 18. it. 18. I said 12. I said 12. I said 18. Bro, if you're not scoring 15, like you're, you're scoring 12 you minimum. No, I love. And you're assi- you're assisting eight. And you're assisting eight. You're assisting. You're assisting eight. Yeah. What what was I your like n- my assistant? And you'll ride off. I expect sunset. you and Hatchie <laughs> to both score 15 goals this year. That'd be sick. Tied for Golden Boot, and then Kelly sneaks it. And then I score the game winner, and they just give it to me because, like, I'm the tiebreaker. And if you're listening to this, Kelly will be having Golden Boot this year. She <laughs> wants it bad. She will be every cross. Um. Another question from our partners at WIS. Who's the biggest mentor that's had an impact on your career? Person. Uh, doesn't mentor, like human. No, yeah. Um, my college coach, Steve Swanson, he was oh, on. That's such a good junkie. answer. Um, so he's great. He uh, is great. His, I still talk to him, so. Oh, that's that a mentor. All right. Andy, Trent. You first. I mean, like speaking in present time right now, I would honestly say you guys. Like, I know that's like, three, I'm like one. not even kidding. <laughs> I pick one. I know. Like, I'm, I'm eliminated first. Is one of them. <laughs> pick one and pick one. And why isn't it Andy? <laughs> <laughs> I hope they didn't pick that up. Uh, that's I, really sweet. No, I'm serious. Like, you guys have helped me, like, mentally, like, on the fields, off the field, like, everything you got, like, and speaking to you guys like having so much experience and going through the same things holding a microphone to, <laughs> the microphone to your mouth like teaching me things 
who helped me. So, well, and I know I you probably didn't hear any of that because so it was touched. over there. The way Andy was beaming about being good on the aux cord, that's how I'm beaming about this. That means a lot. Are you beaming? I love shaping you into freaking beaming, babe. Stallion. <laughs> uh, I feel like it changes. Um, you can say Drew. That's a good answer. <laughs> you want, um, but I. But we're not going to. I don't him. think I would say Drew. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry dude. Let um, me know if you're watching this. To be honest, like one of my first mentors was Chris, um, because like when I was in high school, he was one of the first people who showed me like purposeful practice and brought me around older veterans like y'all, y'all, Averbush, Lori Lindsay. Um, that's how I met Becky. So like, Chris taught me a lot um soccer wise i love that full circle baby yeah. um all right last one bucket list item for this year in dc or in life for 2022 anything i want us all to go on a trip together that would be very fun doesn't even matter where i think that'd be a great experience should we go camping i think we should go camping i literally no. know what we do what you would or you wouldn't why do we not oh go gosh, to like I mexico and like the beach like it's like summer well that would be difficult one why? logistics two camping seems easier we've talked about a country concert that has been a topic of conversation oh that'd be fun another topic around what we're in we'll drink water line dancing <laughs> oh, yeah. have you heard that um, Sam Staub has talked no, about no, going I brought that dancing. up. Was it you? The, there's a brewery out here. Yeah. Yeah. That does it. Brewery out here. At Leesburg. <laughs> All right, line dancing. Trip. Uh anything? Uh I want to go on a boat for the fourth of July if we're here. We're not here, are we? We hopefully won't be here. We hopefully won't be here. But we could do a postponed fourth of July. I want to I want to get on a boat, boat on boat the Potomac. Day. Cool. Uh, Love it. <laughs> I want to be on a boat. All right. Well that's a wrap. Girly pops. Uh it's been a long day. The pops. And this has been really fun. Thanks for being my first in-person guests. That's so Thanks for being my teammate. We didn't have a choice. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. You didn't. She paid us to be here. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> she split that check. I'm actually probably going to bring banana chocolate chip muffins. <gasps> yeah. Tomorrow? Uh, probably not tomorrow. Oh. Um, maybe Saturday. But hey, thanks for being here. Thanks for being my teammates. Thanks for being my friends. Love you all. Scene. All right, and to everyone listening, keep your eyes on the Just Women's Sports and Washington Spirit social channels because we are giving away tickets to our game for Sunday, May 15th against Angel City FC at Audi Field where we will beat them. Woo! Great. That was so exciting. You're the best.